1: Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door, no matter the result. Hey, electrical contractors. I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out contractor better today. Visit go.abb slash
0: the vibe
2: Calling all the stars to fall and catch the silver sunlight in your hand
0: This is the vibe from the heart of South Yorkshire.
1: Am I crazy or am I blind? Injury time winner away from home. 19 Sky Bet League One games unbeaten not conceded a goal in 630 minutes of football Daniel Stendel Staikami Almalterin
2: Es ist ein herzliches Willkommen zum roten Bericht dieser Woche The Voice of South
0: Yorkshire and North Durham BBC Radio Field. Here's Odijay, trying to get the better of Risa, using good body strength, in towards Howard, down he goes, and Barnsley claiming a penalty there, and Martin Atkinson not giving it, big, big decision, right at the end of the game in added time, Odijay goes up for it, away by Carragher, Howard's there once more, still it's Howard, still going! diagonal cross here, but uh, Van Hummert has come up as well, that is a diagonal cross, it is on a J it's a goal for Barnsley, and it's
2: Coyote on a J. in the 66th minute, and Oakwell has gone
0: wild. Well. Really, he can't keep strike with Ashley Ward, his movement's too good, he... Birmingham, Barnsley do not care, the fans behind the goal ecstatic, and Bruce Dyer sent on as a first half substitute, has guaranteed a second goal for Barnsley, what a gamble to pay off. Well, he's got no support, so they have to turn and feed it now they've clipped Hamel and inside he comes that's what he wants to do oh that is wonderful
2: he just loves this place another stunning goal from Adam Hamill of Barnsley
3: again the big play for Barnsley the big build up we're looking at him to deliver to produce Paul Eckebottom just behind and they're right behind my word has he produced what an absolute outstanding finish this is he knows exactly where he wants to put it this is a player at the top of his game enjoying his football enjoying his life
0: look at that perfection Reds Report on the Vibe, sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
1: You're listening to the Vibe it's Wednesday afternoon, huh, four minutes past five. This is Kyle Walker and Kyle of Underwatering on this week's Barnsley FC's Reds Report. Kyle, how are we doing? Not bad yourself. Me and the young kid.
3: <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Once every week this time I sit here and I think what does this button do what does that button do (laughs) but we did have a German introduction today to the show I thought that was quite good and by the way she said um, it's a very warm welcome to this week's Reds Report the reason we did it in German we're going to talk about later EFL Team League uh, one of the season with plenty of party players and managed by our own German gaffer first of all though um, we probably don't want to but we need to talk about Walsall don't we
3: yeah definitely
1: can I just say if we go back last week you mentioned two players that we needed to keep an eye on. One was a sub. Yeah. You didn't know that at no, the time, did you? No, not know. Uh, Ismail, he, he ran the show, didn't he? And he, um, he, he caused us problems, didn't oh, he?
3: Yeah, he were at centre of attention for Walsall every attack. Down that right-hand side, where he he beat Williams a fair few times. And, yeah. you know, if his end product were a little bit better or the striker was in the box ready to pounce, then he was a really big threat for us on, on Saturday. And like I said, he ran the show for Walsall.
1: Yeah, and I think it was a combination of us playing well below the par that we're used to. I think Walsall are fighting for their lives down there in the relegation zone and wanted to put on, not a sure, show, but they, they needed the points. Um, and I suppose they did catch us on a bad day at the office when we looked at the lineup. up was out again and then obviously uh, young Ben Williams comes in. And it's hard, isn't it? Because Hezmel ran the shoulder on that side and, and, and at times made him look almost like he wasn't there. But then he pops up and potentially saves us with the the goal line clearance.
3: Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know there was someone running back ready to clear that offline because it looked like a certain goal. I were already looking away in dismay when I thought they'd scored and then my dad says, oh, he's cleared it offline. I'm like, where's he come from? <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic clearance. Like you said, Ismail made him look out of place at times, but... You've got to to look at that clearance and think, wow, just wow.
1: And I I suppose it's a discussion that I I suppose many fans will have had. Um, I was at my mate's watching it, and the first thing you sort of said after 20, 30 minutes, Williams is struggling, he needs to take him off. Well, that's an easy thing to say, but then you need to look at the bench and say, who have we got? Okay, we've got the cover, but I suppose if you always take him off, he's never going to learn, is he? And actually he grew a bit more into the match. And if you would have taken him off, you know, that clearance Uh, Liam Lindsay, you know, another one that seemed to be having an off day. Mowat openly on Twitter admitted that this wasn't, well, he put not one of his best, I I dare say it's, it's probably the the worst collectively, one of the worst performances. Is is that a fair?
3: Yeah. I think so. so, Yeah. I think as a Banzer fan, I don't think you would have been surprised if we'd have gone on and lost that game. If you know what I mean? It just, it didn't seem to fall fall right for us and Wals- I, whether we didn't play bad we made Walsall look good or Walsall did certainly didn't look like they were down there fighting for relegation let's be honest they looked like a really good side and uh, yeah they were unlucky not to win and I think it is a fair judgment to say it's not, not the best performance and you know probably is collectively one of the worst of the season
1: Cameron McGeon and Jacob Brown came back into the fold straight back into the team Um Personal opinion, I thought at the time McGeehan went, went missing, I, I, You know, it, it's almost like he lost some of that match sharpness, where in, in effect he only really had like a week off, because his ban uh, were the three the three matches that, that fell within a week. And probably fair to say, Jacob Brown as well, that at times you, you probably forgot, because we, we never got on our front foot, did we? We did a lot of stopping, firefighting in the midfield, but we forgot to play how we've played so far this season which is the pressing, the passing and the moving that gets us out of trouble but we seem to be causing a lot of our own trouble on Saturday against Walsall so a blow our performance by the Reds is a fair what about Walsall, can you see Walsall have they got the quality to stay up or do you think they'll, they will struggle and you know will go down
3: no I think uh, I think you look at the last three results they've played Barnsley, Portsmouth and Sunderland and they've been unlucky in each of them games losing by a goal and they've played really well and for me I can't I can't see them going down and, and you look at how tight it is it's half the tables in a relegation battle that's how tight it is and um, I don't think Walsall are going to be one of them sides that drop I think they are they've got a bit of quality we saw that on Saturday you know obviously we weren't the best that we've been but they've definitely got potential and um I think the manager there is is really backed by the fan because he played for them, and I can see him staying up. Yeah,
1: yeah, hope so. Because I think I've seen worse teams than than Walsall oh, yeah. um, uh, play this season. We're not going to do the preview for Coventry yet. We'll do that later on in the show. However, looking at the performance at Walsall, we've seen on social media a penny losses back training with the first team. Would you make any changes anywhere? Off to say like you know like a Ben Williams. It, it, would he be unlucky To lose his place They say actually Penny loss has always been solid Let's put Penny loss there um, Talking about um, Jordan Williams Bearer What do you do with him Bayejo, A lot of talk about him And um, Would you make any changes for the um, After what you've seen From
3: the Walsall match As we face Coventry On Saturday 3 o'clock at Ogwell? It's a hard decision Because you've got that Saying of you know You don't change Your winning side But Obviously, it didn't feel yeah, like a winning it, side exactly. did it? it did
1: in the moment when yeah. you're jumping up and down oh, and yeah. your beer goes all over <laughs> but actually for 91 minutes yeah I was happy if it would have come <laughs> out with your point
3: exactly yeah you'd feel lucky to come out with your point so yeah that is the saying you don't change a winning side but obviously I think Stendhal's going to have to think about that because the performance wasn't great as we've mentioned um and like you said, Pineos has been solid this season and, and he's only lost his place a few times through injury. So, but then again, Ben Williams might feel a grief to be dropped. And we'll just have to see. It's, it's Stendhal's mindset and what he wants to do with his preferences.
0: The Reds report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
1: And you're back with us. Uh, Just after five o'clock, Reds Report with Kyle and Carlo. Uh, We discussed the Walsall performance, and um, I suppose we take the points, forget about the performance, that needs to be better. But we'll we'll talk about Coventry later on. Now then, Kyle, I'm going to turn around, as long as this microphone don't drop. (laughs) Um, The EFL team, Lee... uh, League One team of the season. Bit weird that with seven matches to go, yeah. it's already been put out. But um, I'll go through it and then individually we'll look at the Barnsley representation within that squad. So in goal, Adam Davies uh, at the back, Jack Stacey, Luton Town. Ethan Pinnock, Matt Clark, portsmouth and James Justin Luton. A three-man midfield of Cameron McGeehan, Herbie Kane and Alex Mowat. And up front, Aidan McGeady from Blunderland, James <laughs> Collins from Luton and John Marcus, the EFL. Uh, League One player most offside this season, 45 times. And as I rightly saw on Twitter earlier on, 45 times he'd been offside, 41 times of that was all <laughs> awkward <laughs> when, when the played does. Um, and the team is managed by a certain Daniel Standal from Barnsley as well so let's have a look first of all Adam Davies um, well I suppose you could say much deserved um, he's not really done much wrong you think about um, the, the, the penalty save at Portsmouth uh, you think about the double save um, against was it Doncaster, Doncaster. We played Doncaster yeah, yeah those could be the points couldn't it although we only got to draw those could be the points that actually see us get automatic promotion rather than the playoffs yeah, and definitely. we have to thank Adam Davies
3: definitely and you look at his record this season as well where uh, he's got the most clean sheets in League One and he'd feel hard done by not to get this award and quite rightly so and he's, he's quite rightly got the award he's been magnificent this season and as opposed to last season when he got a lot of stick and it just didn't fall right, but it were team effort last season. It just didn't fit, did it? No. No. And uh, this season he's just he's revitalised himself and now we're all wanting him to sign a new deal.
1: Yeah. Might be too late now. <laughs> um and obviously he's made his international debut earlier in the um, in the week for um, for Wales. Played the second half thought he started a little bit shaky because I watched it but actually sort of grew into it yeah. um, right so let's look at the back then uh, Luton Town uh, Jack Stacey and we're not going to go through all their plays let's look at the Barnsley representation in the back four certain Ethan Pinnock surely surely Ethan has got he won't but one of the best central defenders in this league bar none
3: yeah, rightly like all? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Him and Lindsay together, they just feed off each other fantastically. But out of the two, I think Pinnock's the right choice for team at season. He's just like you said earlier; he controls and commands that, doesn't he? And he just feels, you know, you feel comfortable. And when he's got it, you don't feel, you know, you don't feel like he's going to do something stupid with it. Whereas last season, you might have seen that because he'd not got that sort of experience. But this season, he's been magnificent and. Yeah, I think he deserves it definitely.
1: Yeah, he came from was it Forest Green Green? that we signed him last season. You know, sort of nowhere, nowhere to be seen, and um, captain as well in the absence of 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 Davies and and Kiefer Moore. And um, I suppose the only off game that I can remember was the Doncaster one where he seemed a little bit sort of off it, and, and you know things didn't always work out. But because of the unity of the team, a mistake is quickly resolved because the other players are coming in and, and yeah. are covering. Um, that's our only representation in the four-man um, defence in midfield, um, playing a 4-3-3. Four, four, three, three. Two Barnsley players um, in, uh, in midfield. First of all, Cameron McGeehan. Now, I'll be the first to say that if you listen back to one of the first shows of the season, <laughs> and, and I wasn't because what I'd seen from Cameron McGeehan, bearing in mind what I'd seen was mainly sort of he was out at Scunthorpe, and, and he did okay for a bit Then he became more of a sob He scored one of the goals in the in the playoffs For um, for Scunthorpe I, I never thought he could play Like he does now um, I dare say we missed him in those games Where, you know, the the, the three-match suspension.
3: Is he one of the best midfielders in this league? Yeah, I think so, yeah And before his injury at Luton He was a really good League 2 midfielder He's definitely stepped up quite a bit um, it, I think he he started um, Luton at home because Dougal were out injured, and that was his opportunity to grab with both hands, and he did it. He did it, and he he kept what well, like we said, he kept Dougal out, which in any other team, yeah, he would have, yeah, he would have walked in, and. Um, Credit to him because to overcome an injury like that as well, which is you know quite a lengthy. Yeah, he
1: wasn't. He wasn't just a well a broken leg, but that type of break, you know, as a player especially. Yeah. Um. So to come back from that, because I, th- I suppose we took a bit of a punt on him because we we brought him in whilst he was still injured. Then there's all the you know the recovery and everything that needed to be done. So, um, he's partnered in midfield besides Herbie Kane, who's unfortunately injured. Well, I say unfortunately for Doncaster, so he do not feature for the rest of the season with Alex Mowat. now. I suppose we have been blessed this season with some fantastic midfielders. If you look at, uh, we just uh, discussed McGeean. Spoke quickly about Dougal. Alex Mowat, the surprise of this season so far, may I add? Because there's still seven matches to go.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Because like you said, he was on, out on loan last season at Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we come down to League One. We've got a new manager in charge. For me, I would, I wouldn't have said Alex Mowat will have been starting you know he's, he's that man that straight away he's always on team sheet you know he's going to be the start of this season you would never have said that never and he's med that role again his own and he, he commands that midfield and earlier in the season we were speaking out, we've got the one of the best midfields in league one and, and I think that just proves it we're two two out of three yeah,
1: midfield two out of three and I suppose if, if Dougal would have played more regularly who knows he might have made a claim for that um, no Basley players in the uh, in, in the front three but they are managed this team according to the EFL <laughs> by Daniel Standal um, I had a not an argument uh, Twitter is all about opinions and we retweeted this and somebody put um, well he's not really achieved anything yet and our response was ours is the well nobody's achieved anything yet and um, Because there's still seven matches to go, but I think if you look at a manager who managed the second team of Hanover for you know, last thing that he did, um, his English I can't say non existent, but he wasn't very good. No, he came to England to a club he'd never heard of, a team that just been relegated. He brought they've brought in, um, I think since his appointment, Dougal Bearer, I think Woodrow had he already signed, or no, he brought him in, right? So you look at all that, you look at we're second in the league, you look at the clean sheets we've got, you look at the, the unbeaten run at home. Surely that's deserved as a manager then. You know, he's up against a manager that sees it managers, years of experience in the league playing and managing. For Daniel Standal to come in, in June or whatever was well, last year, to where we are now that has to be acknowledged by the EFL and has so
3: is anybody any right to say he's not achieved anything yet? No I I think that's it's definitely wrong you've just stated why it's wrong you know he's come from Germany where he's managed only one side in his career and he's come into a never mind a new league a new country he's had to learn our language he's had to learn Barnsley in general he didn't know where we were what we were he and to make him like he's got his own style, Barnsley clearly liked the look of that style. And to say that he's not achieved anything, I think it's bizarre. We're, we're sat second. You know, when you get relegated, it's not as simple as you bounce straight back. As you've seen, with plenty of teams before. So to get the team going, and it's he's, he's not as if he's brought loads of players in either. Like you said, we had Bradshaw in place uh, Woodrow yeah. and obviously Brad, Bradshaw left and Woodrow's a perfect fit for him you know if not better so to, yeah I think he's done really well in his first season in England and hopefully it'll be topped with promotion to Championship
1: yeah definitely I mean seven matches to go you're, you're constantly assessing where we are what we've done well what we've not done well it's fair to say that earlier in the season was it Charlton away Shrewsbury a little wobble lost yeah. both matches we had a bit of a wobble against Doncaster away, but we uh, nil nil. You know that suited us just as probably much as it suited them. Um, Jacob Brown coming up with that goal against Walsall, and whether it's deserved or not, it, it don't matter, does it? Because sometimes in life you don't get what you deserve, and I think sometimes we've dominated matches and we've been sucker punched in the last minute. So actually, um, are you getting giddy? As in, not you know, seven matches? Are you are you now looking at? Purely second place automatic promotion. Are you still looking up and saying Luton could still slip up, slip up, or do you look behind you and say, "Well, it just depends how Sunderland are going to go"? Because whilst we're confident, in all honesty, if we, if every, if if Barnsley, uh, Portsmouth, Luton win all the matches for the remaining, you know, of the season, then we go in the playoffs somewhere.
3: Yeah. Well, like a, a lot, like Stan Hill says a lot. We're just focusing on ourselves, but. Luton are still catchable we've said it they still are until it's mathematically not possible we're looking up we're not going to be looking backwards obviously Sunderland have got a lot of games rather than points in hand but like we said we'd rather have points on board than games in hand um, and if you look at our running it's not going to be easy Coventry are not out of playoff picture at all Blackpool aren't out of that playoff picture we've got to play Shrewsbury we're in that relegation battle
1: Yeah the th- they the 3-1s Remaining at home, so we're yeah. going cover Yeah,
3: so it's There's not, no,
1: there is no easy matches no, in this. I agree you with know, you. Yeah, but looking at maybe the teams that Sunderland have to play, we don't have to play anybody in the top six, and sometimes that but actually like you said earlier the bottom half of the stable is fighting relegation so I suppose there's something in it for everybody almost every team in this division seems to be either going for the playoffs or it's mathematically still possible or they find themselves in a relegation scrap with 12 other teams don't they
3: yeah exactly and, and there's no easy game that is just it, it's football, it's no easy game and obviously like you said half at table still in, in a relegation battle they'll want to be fighting you know like when they said there's them games where if you're safe if the team's safe, they've got nothing to play for. This season, everyone's got something to play for. Yeah. So, it's going to be hard, but as a, personally, I'm just looking upwards and thinking, you know, if we pick up points there, we put pressure on Sunderland to try and catch us.
1: Yeah, there is a, on social media, there's a tweet going around with the number of rest days that uh, Sunderland have between matches in the month of April, and only once have they got five days in between, the rest is all two and three days, which... We had it, we had three days in, uh, sorry, three games in seven days. I'm not saying it caught up on us, but if you have to do it for two or three weeks running, there will be injuries. Sometimes injuries through fatigue or, you know, um, cards, suspensions. And then looking at the teams that still need to play, you know, like you say, there are no easy teams, so um, we have to concentrate on ourselves and we have to look at Coventry, which we're going to do later on, and we'll have to look at that and say, if we get three points, they'll be thinking, wow, you know, because they, not a mountain to climb, but the pressure is on, and the first time they drop any points, a draw or a loss, we start breathing easy, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want to talk for a few minutes, Kyle, about um, social media and Twitter. There was an interesting tweet earlier on. Um, Conor Horan played for Ireland, uh, scored a magnificent goal, very reminiscent of the one he scored against Leeds in his last game for us a couple of seasons ago. And there was an opinion voiced, which everybody's entitled to their opinion, saying that we should not be focusing on ex players, um, and it's something. It's not right to the current crop of players we've got. As a show, when when we retweeted myself or, or Chris, uh, we did when Hedges played. You know, we did obviously with Adam Davies, anything like that. My personal opinion is that Conor Hannon was a fantastic servant to the club. Um, brought a lot of money in for us when we when we sold him. Scored a lot of vital goals. Always did the honorable thing, um, as in he was a you know a, gen- a leader on the pitch gentleman off the pitch. is there anything wrong with looking at past players and when they score a fantastic goal in an international t- to retweet because where does it stop if if that 's not the right thing where does it where does it when does it stop? Do we stop talking about players as soon as they leave battle but what 's your opinion
3: no i think I think it 's the right thing to do like like you said, he had a really good relationship with us as a club, fans, and and still has. He, he he comes. I think he's come to watch us a few times in his spare time, and you know, you look at him. Who would turn down and move to Aston Villa? They're massive. They're a really big club, and he's he's going on to re- do really big things, like with his island okay. career as well. Like you said, that's that's it off us uh, last night.
1: Uh, I don't goal. know, if it was last night or two two days yeah. ago, but yeah,
3: I, I hadn't seen the goal, but it's not wrong. It's like saying, you know, Angus McDonalds that we've had on the show. We can't wish him a speedy recovery because he's out for rest of the season.
1: Well, yeah, and then the interesting thing is when we talk about, you know, um, Neil Redfern, fantastic. You know, he was our captain when we were in the Premier League. Absolutely fantastic. Um, He chose to go to the club afterwards. Exactly. But we still got a a fans bar called after him, you know. When we look at the you know, the 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 all time greats or whatever, people, you know, talk about Denny Wilson being one of our greatest managers that we've had. He left us to go to Sheffield Wednesday, so wh- wh- I, I I don't always understand. Maybe it's because I'm maybe because I is Dutch. I don't <laughs> always understand where the line is. Is it when somebody's been really successful with us, we can or we can? And you know, it just it just baffles me because I just think Conor Horan You know, when when we did the charity thing for the the ambulance, he you know he, he bought a, a Villa shirt and signed it and posted it to us. Yeah. So I think anybody that still talks fondly about their time at our club, I think that we're more than entitled and, and in, we're not going to dedicate shows to him but I think it's fair enough yeah. to retweet something or whatever isn't I could
3: it? understand if you tweeted about Sam Winnell <laughs> nobody would yeah. happy with that
1: <laughs> yeah we'll leave that one for now <laughs> so uh, play some music and uh, we'll start looking forward to uh, Coventry Saturday 3 o'clock
0: one of the last three remaining home matches for the Reds this season The Reds report on the vibe sponsored by Opium the number one indie bar in Barnsley
2: Is mine. She looks so good I wanna hold you wanna hold her.
0: Fire. Red's report on the vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
1: I hope. also again. I'm <laughs> uh, using happy Mondays and step on the right. Uh, we've just spent the last seven minutes or so looking at the opposition that we face at Oakwell on uh, on Saturday in Coventry. Uh, first of all, obviously, ex-manager coming back, which always makes things, I suppose, a little bit more interesting. Um, and then we just said, when we did the charity evening uh, at the theatre with Gaultier Gaudet and uh, Bobby and, and Martin, um, we asked about if, if he had any regrets, uh, Gaultier. And one of the ones was not signing Connor Chaplin, um, did he hear right thinking that he was supposed to sign but then something came up or yeah. whatever now if you're listening live and you know why he's not been playing for Coventry then drop us a tweet because we've looked at the last two lineups and he's not even been on the bench so is he from Gibraltar and has he been playing you know international <laughs> International? For them? we can't find because Colour Chaplin obviously was a big boundary target that we uh, that we missed out on um, you said earlier these are not out of the reckoning for the playoffs at all, are they?
3: no, definitely not, and and you, I'm not really that surprised. They've got a really good squad, and at the start of the season, they didn't seem to be living up to expectations. As in, they were just mid table, and it's like they've shot up in a little bit of form. But like we've just been looking, they've been up and down, up and down, and that might cost them a playoff place come the end of the season.
1: Yeah, if you look at the, the so they've had one, two, three, four, five fixtures um, so far in the month of March, away at Accrington, one one nil. At home to uh, Burton lost 2-1 at home to Fleetwood 1-1 away to Peterborough 1-1 at home to Coventry uh, uh, sorry uh, at home to Oxford lost 1-0 there's always just an odd goal in it and if you look at the opposition so you're talking I mean Oxford Peterborough you know Peterborough weren't out of it um, and I suppose Mark Robbins always an organised side, whichever you know side he manages it always tends to be an organised side and Coventry has been a little bit of a, a bogey team for Barnsley haven't they, it? it's not always been easy. You mentioned the last time when we, uh, well this season was it, when we yeah. played our things didn't really all go good into plan did they?
3: No that's what we were, I think it were 8 unbeaten and the first loss that season came away to Coventry and we'd not won the uh, I think it were 94 year. Yeah. Uh, it is one of them bogey sides Especially away from home I remember—I can't remember last time I played at Oakwell League one last time 2-0 at home, uh, Mike Roberts scored And I think it was Connor Wilson uh, Connor Wilkinson, sorry Wow Yeah, that's wow. quite a while ago <laughs> um, Yeah, so it is a quite a bogey side But we've just got to get over on that one really uh, Talk about, but I, I,
1: I get it You know, you, we've not won At a certain ground for so long I, I get that completely say Coventry are a bogus because every season it's a different I suppose in the back of the head now because you've got me going now if they ended our winning run of eight they're not going to ruin our unbeaten run at home mother because if they are I'm gonna blame you, you know.
3: <laughs> I really, really hope not. I want to just get a full season unbeaten at home. That'd be such an achievement.
1: Yeah. It really would. Well we've had the calendar year, but it'd be good to make yeah. it a full oh, football yeah. season, wouldn't it? So um we have to as as Daniel Stanlow says we, you know we we have to concentrate on what, what we could do and how we can influence the game. So let's look through um obviously Adam Davis is back. Ryan Hedges is back now this is an interesting one Ryan Hedges man of the match yes they played Trinidad and Tobago who are 94th in the world ranking but it was still an international match and Ryan Hedges not getting many minutes with Barnsley plays for his country starts man of the match fantastic I mean you know a lot of the threats that came came through his base down the side and then and, and balls coming in um, I think it's a given that Adam Davies will take his place <laughs> yeah. back in between the sticks Um does Ryan Hedges do you feel he's done enough to make a claim or do you say actually that's an international match, completely different stage? What I've seen what have you seen from him so far at Oakwell, whether that be the Carabao Cup, the Checker trade, whatever. And and what have you made of Ryan Hedges? Because it seems to be a bit black and white. Well does well for his country, but you know, not so well for us.
3: Um like you say, it's an odd one, really odd one. Uh I quite like Ryan Hedges, but I think with the run that we've been on he's been kept out of the side and you know, rightly so up until Jacob Brown got his suspension but then with it Jordan Green that came in or Williams yeah. for Doncaster and that it, and with Brown scoring that goal you're not, he's not going to lose his place I don't think for Saturday Jacob Brown but from what I've seen of him when he's been on like I think he came on against Wickham and the second goal we scored was from him attacking down that left hand side I believe at that time and putting a ball into Brown, who just fed it into Woodrow to slam it in for 2-0. He brings that sort of attacking thing and he, he, he has the opportunity to alternate wings as well with, when he's been on. And that can sometimes confuse the opposition, which is a good distraction. I don't necessarily think he's a bad player. I just think players that have come in and took the chance are playing too well for him for him to come into the side. Yeah. Would be right in saying that
1: has he been given a chance? Because coming on and five minutes to go, it's hard to show. You know you know the record at home. So whenever he's come on, and let's say we're either drawing or, or we're winning, it's hard to influence a game with five minutes to go, isn't it? Um, this is the whole thing with Candy Dougal losing, you know, and McGeehan staking a claim because he's got a consistent run of games. Ryan had just really never had that this season, have they?
3: No, he hasn't. And I think he might feel a little bit aggrieved when Jordan, uh, Jordan Green came in and he got, I think he got to start the game after Southend away, which I can't quite remember uh,
1: before. He, well, he came on for uh, at Rochdale at home, didn't he? Yeah.
3: And and, 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 I, and did
1: that tackle in front of the West End yeah. and suddenly, hero, you know, T-shirts were made, <laughs> stickers were put open.
3: <laughs> yeah, and but Ryan Edgers, you know, he, I think he were on that bench that day. You know, and he might be thinking, oh, I've been here longer. Why haven't I been get a chance? Do you know what I mean? And it's that sort of thing where I think in the end he might get frustrated and I don't think he'll want to stay here and sit on the bench. To be honest,
1: no. Um, we're going to look. Uh, we're going to play a, a quick piece of music. We do the same as last week. So I want you to write down the team, um, the score <laughs> l- will not go as ridiculous as we, as we did last <laughs> week because obviously we scraped a one nil in the ninety second minute. So I want to know um, the Barnsley score. Who's going to score for Barnsley, and what is the um, Um, Mm. we'll also look at uh, Lewin, who they're playing and to see what they do, because I think we now need to really, we need to keep winning, but there's nothing wrong with keeping both of us, so uh, quick piece of music, Uh, if you're at home and you want to do it, so we want to know your Barnsley team, and by all means put it on Twitter, your Barnsley team, and the first Barnsley scorer on Saturday, as we face Coventry and then we'll be back in about let's have a look, uh, in about 3 minutes 59, and we'll give you our lineups and our predictions for the match on Saturday (laughs) us so again, last segment of the show where um, literally, if if anybody see seen the studio, you might have seen pictures on uh, Twitter so it's just me and Kyle in the studio, nobody else around, I've not looked at his team, he's not looked at mine, so, but like last week um, take me through your lineup and your prediction of the you know, the, the final result and who's going to score for Barnsley.
3: So my uh, lineup is Davis in goal and a back four Pinnock, Lindsay Cavare and Pinios mm-hmm. uh, midfield of McGeehan, Brown, Barre or TM sort of like just behind Woodrow right score go on oh score <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I've got Woodrow down to score first I think he's a couple of games without a goal yeah. I think he's due a goal now and score I think it I think Coventry will stick to that thing where it's one goal between. I think I'm going to set 2-1 to Barnsley
1: Oh, interesting Right, um, I've got a different team than you this week Oh Yeah, yeah, yeah So um, I think Davies goes back in goal Captain and all that uh, Back four Yeah, Williams out Pinalos, and So Pinilos Lindsay Pinnock, Cavari This is where I've now made my changes I've seen enough Whatever this German can do I can do So I've gone for uh, Ryan Stiles on one wing Green on the other And in the centre of the middle to and McGeehan And I play Woodrow with Brown up front yeah. um, Just because I think as a natural striker Brown assisted by Woodrow I just think we can get goals we've got the pace down both sides so yeah so midfield Green Mowat McGeehan Styles Brown Woodrow up front I've gone 2-1 to the Reds <sighs> with Brown scoring the first goal Um He's worked so hard and he's come so far and everything is achieved. You know, I I wish him... He's earned it, you know what I mean? He's come through the academy, he's done really well, you know, finds himself in the team, out of the team, he's found himself right back, right midfield, he's found himself all over. That goal, you just... They interviewed him, didn't they? Because he was in the stand uh, way at Doncaster with the fans and and people asking for photos and, and signatures and everything else. And I think then to come back and after that ban, which was very harsh, I thought... To score, not only it wasn't a fantastic goal, but it was in the 92nd minute when we really, really needed a win. I think you know, so I'd, I'd, I'm just wondering if, in the absence of Kiefer Moore, putting him up front with Woodrow provides because Woodrow has been without a goal, but I think that's it's almost because he's he's has he's to come back really deep sometimes yeah. to get the ball and then there is no outlet. Like and i um, Callum Styles, we talked about because we've seen him coming on a few times, looks a bit of a player, doesn't he? Really,
3: I, um, I like what I see oh yeah i do i think he's got quite a bit of potential to be honest young quick energetic fits daniel Stendel's bill really well i think and i think once you know if he does start like you've got him in your starting lineup i think yeah. his confidence can only get better and he can only get better as a player because he's a young player round a group of young players you can only get better from learning from this because he's young He's gonna take inspiration from other young players doing really well at this level, yeah. and I think he will be a good player. I've seen, we've seen a bit of him, and I think he looks really good
1: so far. Then of the, uh, the the transfer policy, at Oakwell We've not really can we say anybody that's come in that's been disappointed. I mean, Jordan Green, from what we've seen, rough around the edges maybe, and and, and needs a bit more time. But actually, you know, you can see that you know he he fits. if not only fits the bill, but he he fitted that team, and he'll create chances and he'll score goals. Um, but don't need to mention Colin Woodrow because he's just you know, obviously, there. Bearer now, nah, yeah, that face, yeah, that one because Bearer is either. And I've said it to people uh before and when I've seen her, to me, Bearer is a bit of an enigma. He's either really messy or he's Lionel messy, yeah. He, and, and there's no in between, is it? Sometimes no. within a match, he does something, you think wow, see, that's why we've got him, <laughs> and then 10 minutes later, he passes the ball to opposite, you know what I mean, yeah. Now, he said, he's openly said he wants to stay with Barnsley after this, this season long loan finishes. Can you see something in uh, Mike Steve Abareth to say, you know, he'll, he'll be a good player for us at the Championship, providing that's where we're heading?
3: Yeah. Uh, like we said, it's that face you say is messy or. Lionel Messi. Or Messi <laughs> at mine is is hot or cold. Yeah. It's that sort of thing. You see flashes of brilliance and then you just think, what, what were that? He's definitely got potential. Hmm. And from what I've seen I've seen more good rather than bad you know in this side you can't really have a like. well we had a bad on, on Saturday shall we say that was one of the worst performances and we're still on a 19 game unbeaten run yeah. you've got to look at that 20 off the Saturday oh yeah definitely <laughs> we're hoping so and, but yeah I think he's, he openly wants to stay and I think that kind of gets the fans on side thinking you know he does want to play for this club
1: and I can't help but think that if he gets a goal, that might actually help him. Because has he scored one so far this season? In FA Cup, yeah. yeah. South end away. It was, it was, not it? And that's, that's you know, um, and I think for his confidence as well. So it's it's a bit of a, there's a diamond in there, we just need to keep chugging yeah. away and get some of that rock around it, uh, <laughs> around it away. So final uh, score prediction then for, um, for Saturday. Two
3: one bands are definitely
1: yeah, yeah. And, and you're going with Corley back in the uh, back back on yeah. the score screen.
3: Yeah, I think he need, once he's got that goal, he'll be back in goals.
1: Absolutely fantastic. Well, we hope we've not gone for the ridiculous four nil like we usually watch <laughs> it be four nil. Now uh, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we've got Chris Ridyard back in the studio. He was here a, a couple of weeks ago, so looking forward to seeing what he's been up to in the last few weeks. We'll be uh, reviewing Walsall and we'll be previewing because I'm just thinking who would do because you normally know who we play. Then we'll be pre- after. Coventry. After
3: Coventry. We have... We're away, aren't we? We are away to...
1: You'll be going... I I'm bet you've got your tickets in your pocket. Oh, Burton. Oh,
3: of course. Burton. Not an easy match.
1: So we'll be, uh, reviewing, uh, we'll be reviewing this match against Goffrey, previewing Burton, and then uh, a couple of weeks after that, we've got Anna Moxley back in the studio as well. Uh, that is before the last home game of the season. So we're here every week, live at five, from the studios at Oldman Lane. You've been listening to The Red Report with Kyle Walker and Kyle of Underwatering, and we'll be back next week.
0: The Reds Report on The Vibe, sponsored by OBMA, the number one indie bar in Barnsley.
2: Welcome to nothing much, and no holds barred half Nelson, and the loving touch, the comfort and the joy. The only living boy in Ukraine.
0: Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that? That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield. It impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done. To help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. It's
1: the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in, you reds, at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.